Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Next up with the zitsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot minor prophets is Jonah, and this had better be about a whale or I'm going to kick off. Right, this is another one set during the rule of Jeroboam the second and the totes prick prick king of Israel. Jonah is a reluctant prophet, and we open with God telling him to get to the capital of Assyria, his sworn enemy. Get yourself over to Nineveh, because God has some shit that needs saying to those punks. Jonah makes the informed decision to turn on his heels, run in the opposite direction of Nineveh, and promptly jump on a boat and get the sailors to take him miles away from this. He attempts to run away from God. Tricky, but you have to admit, this plucky little chap has some big balls on him. When he is on the boat, he decides to have a nap as he is sleeping ever so soundly. A huge storm gets underway and the sailors shit it. They are panicking and running around trying to work out how to sort this out, trying to navigate through it with no luck, praying to all the pagan gods, cursing the name of Cthulhu, all that jazz right. They notice that Jonah isn't there with them, so go wake him up and we're all like, what the fuck are you doing? Didn't you bang on about your god being all powerful? We might die, so wakey wakey, on your knees and pray, motherfucker. Jonah is rubbing sleep from his eyes and trying to come to terms with this whole being awake thing, getting his sea legs, all that stuff. Meanwhile, the sailors are thinking that enough is enough, they're going to have to work out what the shit is going on with this weather if they throw lots, which I guess in this instance is some kind of divination because they all seem to point toward Jonah. Jonah, who exactly is this god of yours? Me? Oh, I'm a Hebrew, it's that Hebrew god. You fucking idiot, why didn't you tell us? Of course the storm is trying to kill us. We knew you were a holy man in a hurry, but we didn't know you were running from that mental violent death cult god. You utter, utter idiot. What are we going to do? You have to fix this, you have to. Jonah tells them that he should probably get thrown overboard. Uh, No Jonah, no angry god. No angry god, no storm. The sailors are all a bit freaked out by this and flat out refuse. They aren't about to murder someone to save their lives. Well, not quite yet. They do a little bit of sailing, realise it's a lost cause, and ask for forgiveness from whatever god is listening, and chuck Jonah overboard. Okay, I'm going to reiterate what we've so far learned. God asks Jonah to preach in Nineveh, which is the capital of Assyria, his enemy. Jonah, scared for his life, runs the other way, gets on a boat, doesn't tell the people that he's one of the Hebrew God's people. They sail away. God, to punish them for looking after him, sends a big storm, almost kills them. They get angry when Jonah reveals who his God is, because everyone has heard of the death cult God, and after some consideration, throw him over the board. But we're all up to speed, yeah? Okay, Jonah starts to sink, almost certainly to certain death. Mm. 
but wait. I think it is a whale time. It is! Kind of. A big fish, not a whale. A big fish might as well be a whale. Th did, they, did they know whales were a thing back then? Hang on. One time's quick Google search didn't really tell me, but did tell me whales used to have feet. Anyway, a big fish swallows up Jonah, just like what happened in Pinocchio. And he lives inside the whale for three days. He's like a fishy Jesus. Whilst inside the not whale but big fish, but kind of essentially whale but not really big fish, Jonah does some praying and it's it's not apologising so much or even asking for help. He's praying a thank you for the help God has not yet given him. It's all like I asked for your help, God, and you did it, even though things were bleak, right? They were totally awful. They were looking dreadful with no escape. You only went and saved the bloody day. So classic God, brilliant, thank you. Now this is weapon-grade psychological tomfoolery here. Telling God you're ever so grateful for him saving you, presumably knowing that God's enormous ego is so large and all-encompassing that he will feel duty-bound to actually save you to make sure that he keeps getting all that tasty, tasty praise that God is constantly starved of. The attention hall deity. This prayer goes on a bit, with seaweed being wrapped around Jonah's head at some point. God tells the fish to vomit Jonah up onto land, which is both saving him and still being a little bit dickish. So we have Jonah on land. It's all been quite busy so far, and we cannot point out enough just how quickly this has happened. This book is so short, but Jonah is here, covered in fish vomit, dripping wet with bile and whatsoever the fish has recently ate. Other reluctant prophets, presumably, and God tells Jonah to get himself to Nineveh with a sort of, let's try this again now, shall we? You know what I told you to do right at the start before all that fishy bullshit. Now wipe the vomit from your idiot eyes and listen to me. Go there now. Go do it. Go and tell them my judgment is coming, or do I have to send another bastard fish to eat you again? Have you got yourself a taste for fishy guts now? Jonah decides that one fish adventure is ample for any man and does as he is told, but in a really shitty moody way, scuffing his shoes, kicking pebbles, hands in pockets, all that sort of stuff. Jonah goes to Nineveh and very reluctantly just says 40 days and you're fucked. Doesn't really go into any detail of what they did wrong, who is claiming to punish them, or how they can potentially fix things. They all, uh, the people, the king, the cows, everyone, starts to shit it and they pop on some sackcloth. Everyone is repenting and begging forgiveness. Everyone is immediately admitting to their wrongdoing and pleading with God for mercy. God's well impressed by this and decides in fact to show mercy and not kill anyone. Jonah leaves and is furious, going all, what the actual fuck, God? You see, I knew you'd do this. I knew you'd only go and reverse all the shit you wanted me to say, and that's why I ran off. I hate that you love my enemy. You know how they've been treating your people for ages. They have dominated us, and you're s all cool with that. This is why I didn't want to do it in the first place, so just kindly fuck off and leave me to die. God doest. And as Jonah has a sit and watches destruction come down on his enemy, God magics a plant which shields Jonah from the sun. All of a sudden, Jonah is feeling a little uncomfortable, slowly starts to calm down and, hey, leave him for a little longer and maybe he will see sense in God's plan and become a nicer, more rounded prophet. Because he's a prophet, right? Should have mentioned that. He's doing reluctant prophesizing, but he is definitely a prophet, right? God thinks, well, where's, where's the fun with leaving him to it? So magic's a little worm that promptly eats the plant and leaves Jonah hungry. 
a term I have just invented, meaning hot and angry. And he wants to die all over again and calls God a bellend for this trick, which is defo just mischief, isn't it? But as ever, God pretends it wasn't just a cruel joke and says, look, you were angry about losing a tree you had for a day. Imagine losing all of a huge city. Your enemy one. Sucks, doesn't it? and end. No real resolution. It's an ending where God is essentially saying you are the real worm or some shit like that. No real whale in general either, just a big fish and some fun sailors. Not bad, is it? Same time tomorrow? Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here and we will save you. Greg Bless. It's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>